If you don't already have a good follower base, you could post all the content you want. You're probably not going to get that much reach. That's just the reality of it. The much better time investment is in the comment and in the DM. Invest the very first month just connecting with people. Go out there and leave comments, not posts, on other people's content. And you don't necessarily need to spend a whole lot of time here. You just need to be in the right places. So if you're a CEO looking for a very specific type of customer, you you go where those conversations are, where those types of customers are hanging out. So if you're in the healthcare space and you need clients to buy your SaaS product, you go where the healthcare conversations are. One simple search with that keyword, you're going to get a whole lot of posts of people talking about it. You can follow those searches. Like you can actually visit what people are talking about on that particular keyword every single day. Five comments a day. That's all you need. That's like 10 minutes. The idea of job security is outdated as a landline. If you haven't been in a search for a while, it's probable you will at some point, by choice or not. Most executives admit to staying way too long or sense what's coming and justify staying anyway. Here, there's another reason. The faulty belief that navigating to what's next will inevitably be worse and has to suck. Screw that. Lauren Greif has spent a lifetime in corporate and executive search, calling bullshit on stale career advice that most still use. This is Career Blast in a Half, the career podcast for executives ready to cut past outdated career advice to fuel your outcomes now. So let's go. AJ. Hey, Lauren. How's it going? <laughs> it's going great. I'm so excited to have you, Jay. Hey, Jay. Yasmin Ali on our show today. And I'm going to let you do a lot of intros. But what I want to also start off with is thank you for teaching us. Thank you for being a wonderful teacher. And I know that that's baked into your DNA. But I also know that. Just because you're a great teacher doesn't mean that you are open enough to teach everybody the one point, one point, I don't know, two, three billion out there on LinkedIn. So if you haven't met Yasmin, go by Hey Jay or just call him Jay because he is, you know, LinkedIn famous. And that being said, he's also worldwide famous because I know that you have been bracing the stages across the world, especially over the last year or so, working with Fortune 500 brands, hanging out in Bosnia, and uh, speaker of German, English, teacher, don't have pineapple on your pizza, and uh, also a really proud single dad. So what did I miss? Welcome to the show. What do I add to such an intro? What do I add? I, I hate onions. Oh, I, I'm drinking tea right now, even though tea is not my favorite, you know, hot drink. It's actually Nescafe coffee, whatever we call it these days. What do I add to that, Lauren? You pretty much said it all. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm out there. I'm sharing stuff. I'm writing, working with brands. I'm a dad. It's cool. I'm enjoying life. It's nice for now. I can see that. I can see <laughs> that. So since I caught the highlight reel. What don't we know about you that you want to take the opportunity to share here? Give us some color commentary. Oh, man. Well, to tell you the truth, the way I have these conversations normally with people, when they 
want me to sort of open up about the dark side of it, or at least not even the dark side, at least not the so fancy side of it. I just tell them, dude, I come from Bosnia. Like, that's all you need to know. And all sorts of limitations immediately, just based off of where I come from, hit my face or hit, you know, the client's face or whoever, whether it's how do I get paid? How, you know, how do I go from like the smallest, one of the smallest places in the world to, you know, the bigger stages of the world? How do I, you know, demand a higher pay or work with the bigger brands when I'm basically coming from a place that, you know, half the world probably hasn't even heard of? So I feel like for me, whenever I talk about these things, I just like to talk about the very beginnings, the humble beginnings. And to tell you the truth, nothing about it is negative. Like I've enjoyed every step of the process from being a teacher and teaching here in Bosnia in several schools and several cities to going abroad to teach and getting a, you know, much bigger, higher promotion to winning some international awards as a teacher and then quitting that job, going back to Bosnia, figuring out what the hell I'm going to do with my life because uh, in the past, what I've also done is I was a rapper. I was a musician and I've actually been quite good at it. I've had like a five, six year long career. Um, it's been pretty fun. But the thing was, none of that was super fulfilling in the sense of where do I see myself in the next five or 10 years? That was actually one of the most precious moments I had. Back then, I was teaching in Saudi Arabia, of all places. I was the vice academic head of this giant school, like thousand plus students. And it was, there was the American diploma department. And to this day, back then I met one of my best friends, Phil, Philip, and he and I had a conversation. He actually doesn't know this. So if he's listening to this, this might actually be the first, Hey Phil, Phil, what's up brother? So he made, I've, I've actually never told him this. I had a conversation with him about, you know, the state of, education and where we are headed and reforms and all that like have things actually changed in schools in the last 20 30 50 years and the answer is no not really like we can just be open about it not really like the school system is what it is all around the world we do have miniature changes but for the most part like it's the same and when people ask me back then like i had just come out of winning an award and the question was like, where do you see yourself in the next five years? In the same exact place. Mm-hmm. And I knew I didn't want to be there in the same exact place. I knew I wanted to be 10 years ahead in another place. And that simply wasn't possible. And everyone around me was telling me the same thing. Like people who were decades ahead of me. No, it's not going to work because nothing's happening. Nothing's going on. You could be the most innovative teacher you could be the most you know forward thinking individual in the classroom bringing these generations up and forward you know it is what it is like that was the that was the summary of it it is what it is and i was like i'm not gonna it is what it is my life i'm actually gonna do something with it so i genuinely quit came back to bosnia started from zero and um it was fun from doing really really super pardon my language, crappy beginner jobs, you know, copywriting and writing like super, I don't even, I don't even know how to describe it. It was just low paid, you know, low paid jobs, super quick gigs, 
pesky clients who wanted everything done for like $20 to actually building my way up and then learning about copywriting and out of copywriting, learn everything about marketing and out of marketing, learning everything about brand strategy. And then as a strategist, you learn about design, you learn about the whole scope of branding, you know, and out of branding, then you jump into all the little crevices of social media and email and this and that. So for the longest time, I was basically juggling these two roles, you know, brand strategist and creative director, depending on where I worked at. I was actually working at several places, like servicing several agencies as a freelancer. And then over the years, I was like, I'm seeing all the people who started with me build this amazing social presence, whether on Instagram, whether on LinkedIn, whether on YouTube. And it's bringing them even better clientele, higher pay. And I'm like, I need to do something. So I did. I tried in 2020, um, right before the world changed and all the craziness, the madness started. I tried. Uh, I did it for five days. I got like zero likes on all the posts that I posted on LinkedIn and I quit. And then I quit for the entire year. I was still, you know, just managing clients and projects. In 2021, I started again. I did it for five weeks. And again, I wasn't happy with the results. I quit again. But I didn't quit like in the sense of, no, I quit forever. I was literally just telling myself, no, I need to figure it out. The fact that it took me a whole year to figure it out, that was the good part about it. So in January, actually in December 2021, I was like, next year, everything's going to change. I knew it. I knew it. 2022 was going to be different. And it really was just because I, I was learning so much, absorbing everything. And I only wanted to get started when I was finally ready. So mm. 2021, December, or to be more precise, as I like to tell it, you know, say to people, January 1st, 2022, everything changed for me when I started back then, again, on LinkedIn. That was my third try, third attempt. And you know what they say, third time's a charm. And it really was. Uh, the journey in the last two plus years has been amazing. I don't even know how many followers we have. Like, you know, at this point, I don't think it even matters. There's a lot. Um, We're speaking at stages all over the world. We're doing workshops and trainings with some of the biggest companies. Um, The coaching business is just skyrocketing. I barely can meet my demand, which is not something I would ever say is a problem (laughs) when you can't meet the demand, but it is starting to become a problem. And now we're scaling, we're hiring, we're leveling up the team we're bringing people in different roles different things so yeah i feel like i've been talking for like five minutes lauren there you go you wanted the backstory that's the backstory and i and i appreciate that because of course we see you now right yeah and that backstory most people even if they know it now they're they're really not focused on it because you are where you are today and i appreciate this also because you went against the grain. They, they said, you know, in my air quotes, they said, you know, that's not going to happen. They said, you know, you're going to be in the exact same place, you know, another five years. And I am curious, why didn't you listen to them? What was it that, because I'll, I'll be honest with you, I, I've listened to them. And mm. a lot of other people listen to them. Why did you not listen? Look, Lauren, I feel like I've always 
been a this is gonna this is god this is gonna sound so pretentious i hate that i have to say this <laughs> go ahead go ahead in it's everything that i've ever mind. done from teaching from music to you know branding and copywriting like i've always been a trend setter i really always wanted something innovative i i wanted to be the one to try something new and I could never envision myself just staying in one place and just doing what everyone else did. I never could do that. I, I just knew it in my gut. That's not where I belong. That's not just something that fits within my personality. I just don't know how to be somewhere where everyone is doing the same thing. It, they're fitting into the same mold. I don't know how to do that. Like, I just mm -hmm. got to grow out of it. I got to do more. I got to do something else. I got to do something new. I got to get more creative. It's just in me. The creativity is boiling in my blood. I don't know how to say it without sounding pretentious. I, I really apologize to the listeners. No. But I please yeah. don't apologize because I think that this is actually the most perfect segue because the mm. audience listening today identifies themselves as executives, leaders, as C-suiteers, as people who also want to leave normal behind. They're yeah. not interested in dumbing it down or just kind of blanding in, right? And so this is not only appropriate, but it's a message that we need to, to hear, and myself included. I don't truly want to be just another coach because there's 23 million of them. And so, you know, there's lots and lots of people that will borrow that title, but you don't have to be, be that one of them just as part of a collection. And so I appreciate that you're, that you own that. And I, and I like round of applause for that. No, no, no harm, no foul. It's, it's, it's great. And I think it's exactly what we need to hear. And so given that this is our audience of people who do want to innovate, who don't want to settle, how do they in their, in their right mind go and wrangle the beast, the beast of LinkedIn that is, in some cases, you, you may be the greatest C-suiter on, on the planet, but that doesn't make you necessarily adept in being able to manage this huge platform, which at this point is over a billion users, right? As of, as of at the end of last year. And it is eating and breathing its own algorithm. So I know that, you know, there's, there's lots of talks about the quote unquote algo, but I would love to hear from you, given the fact that our executives are not spending nine, 10 hours a day on LinkedIn. How do they approach this beast at scale? How do they budget their time first and foremost? Thank you for the question, by the way, because that is something that I see a lot of my clients, the people that I work with. I work with a lot of C-suite executives. I work with a lot of people in managerial positions. I work with a lot of people who are starting their own businesses after having been in executive positions for years. So I really do understand the time struggle of LinkedIn. The time struggle of LinkedIn is essentially the more you spend on the platform, in terms of time, the more you're going to get out of the platform. And that is an immediate objection for a lot of people who don't necessarily have a lot of time. So to those people, I say, 
optimize your profile first. Because if there is something out there that attracts the masses, even without you being there, that's your beacon. That's your magnet. Mm-hmm. The mistake I see a lot of people making on LinkedIn is they're going to invest their time in the wrong things. Now, don't get me wrong. I myself preach a lot about quality content, how to write the content, how to format the content, what sort of hooks to write, what sort of um, format in terms of like pics, is it photos, is it carousels, is it videos, what do you do, um, how to write even the PS, like how do you draw more engagement, and then how do you get more comments, how do you nurture this community, how do you get more people and more people to read your comments and to read your posts. But all of those are not step one to the journey. And I like having this conversation, Lauren, because it is so glaring and it is looking us right in our eyes. It's right in front of our faces and in front of our nose. The number one step on LinkedIn is optimizing your profile. And I know this for certain because I work with a lot of creators who have two, three, five X, some of them five X, the following of my size. So they're in in the million plus followers area. The thing they come to me for is usually this common problem, and it's, Jay, I don't know how to monetize my LinkedIn. I do have a lot of engagement. I don't necessarily even need to spend a whole lot of time on the platform. And I still can't land that next big client. I still can't land more newsletter subscribers. I still can't land more money in the bank. And then I go and take one look at their profile, Lauren. And then I ask them, well, what are you selling? Like, what are you actually making money with? And they're like, oh, I have this group cohort thing, this coaching thing. And I'm like, well, where did you say it? Where do you say it on the profile? And they're like, oh, it's, it's down there. Uh, I have this featured section and I put a post and I explain everything in this one giant post. And then as we're screen sharing, I just tell them, okay, can you please click there? But please watch what happens. I, I'm, I'm, I literally tell them, please watch what happens. Like, can you click on that post that you have featured, like for everyone to see? And they're like, sure, yeah. And they click on it. And I'm like, well, well, where did you mention that coaching? And they're like, oh, right at the bottom. Like, I explain everything. And then at the bottom, I lead you to that link. And I'm like, where are we now? I literally ask them this question. Where are we now? Can you tell me? And they're like, well, we're on my post. Bravo. We're on the post, we're not on the profile. You Mm. lead people away from the thing that they should spend their time on. You're actually pushing people away from buying from you, Mm. from clicking on your newsletter, from clicking on whatever that offer is that needs to be monetized. Therefore, you feel pushed and forced and compelled to spend so much more time on content and comments and engagement, whereas all you really need to have is a super clear, super targeted profile with one call to action. So mm. then we go back to the profile. And then I ask them again, what is the thing you want to sell? Like, what are you making money with? And Lauren, then they're like, yeah, I have this group corporate coaching thing. And I'm like, okay, do you have other offers? And they're like, yeah, I also have one-on-ones. I have a newsletter. And I'm like, what's number one? Out of all of those, what's number one? And to every person listening to this, there's like a, mini coaching session I'm giving you. So please pay attention. So I ask them, like, even if you do have multiple offers, and this could be a CEO who's offering coaching services or trainings for bigger companies, this could be long term. It doesn't even have to be just one off things. 
This could be someone who's starting a newsletter. Whatever your answer is, like what's that number one thing you want to sell? Even if you have multiple things to sell, you have to choose one. And then they tell me, oh, no, no, I'm still sticking to my growth, uh, sorry, group coaching thing. I'm like, okay, everything on your profile now needs to push people to that group cohort coaching thing, everything. Because that is what you told me you want to make money with. If you're Apple and you just released a new product, Apple has dozens of products. But if you've just released an iPhone, what are you going to push the most on every page, on every social? You're going to push the iPhone. If you just released the iPhone, you're going to push the iPhone. If you just released the Mac, trust me, they're pushing the Mac everywhere, everywhere. That same thing needs to happen on your profile. If you're pushing for the group cohort in this example, your banner, it needs to communicate the group cohort thing. Your profile link. So I'm going to translate right- this for, for, for you, job seeker, right? So you, I understand you're not selling a group coaching course, and I understand that you're like doing this thing, but I think your example is brilliant because what we hear, and I know you do too, is, well, I can do this, and 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 I don't want to limit myself. But in, in that, like if you're a CMO and you're um, wanting to work for a startup, right? And yep. you're, you're looking to essentially build that from the ground up, maybe get an equity play in a couple of years, any of that kind of stuff. Like if you start talking about the massive teams that you've been you've been organizing it's gonna it could lead them down a wrong road and so help us as as you are applying this this strategy right for all those people out there that are afraid that they're going to be limiting themselves why does this one simple idea work 100 percent. i always tell people your linkedin is not a cv it's not a biography It is a landing page, but the differentiator is it is a one shot landing page because if people are visiting your profile, let's say you get 10,000 visitors in a day, in a week, in a year. And if none of those or just one or two of those are actually clicking something and doing the desired thing, like the thing you actually want them to do in our example, to book or ask about the group cohort coaching. Your profile is not optimized. Your profile mm-hmm. is 100% not optimized. If they're asking about the wrong things, if they're not even aware that you're selling that one big thing, your profile is not optimized. So I always tell people, if you want to optimize your LinkedIn profile, you need to pay attention to three key areas. The banner, which is the most visual part. People see that first when they open up your profile. The banner is the most noticeable and people will naturally spend more time there versus, let's say, the headline or something else. The banner needs to communicate that current offer. What are people there for? Oh, no. We're at the end of part one. And no worries. Spoiler alert aside, just want you to know that we will be back next week. And in that episode, here are your headlines. First and foremost, you're going to get Yasmin's hack for what to do when you want to get on somebody's radar, but they're not posting. Second is we want to identify and figure out how we can find 
that ideal customer profile. And in your case, job seeker, this isn't like somebody you're necessarily selling to. This could be your ideal customer profile for a hiring manager and or somebody that you want to build a relationship with in your industry or, or adjacencies. Finally, we're going to find out what Yasmin's 100% give it all away strategy is all about and why he does it. I always wanted to know, why are you giving away your best kept secrets? That being said, between now and then, we would just love it if you would subscribe to our station and of course, write us a review. We're growing and we're so proud of that and it's all because of you guys. So if you could please do us a solid, subscribe and write us a review, our day will be made. In the meantime, have a great week and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you for joining today. We appreciate your listening ears. Big time. We ask this. Use these tools, not tomorrow, right now, and share them by spreading the love. Leaving us a rating and subscribe so you don't miss the next career blast in a half. Most of all, thank you for you.